Got a sandwich, got a bowl. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I just, I hit recording, so uh, record. We're recording. We are right now? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. It. Yeah, it's happening. All right, cool. Let's fucking... Welcome, welcome to the Life's a Trip podcast, man. <clears throat> Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Cody Klein, my buddy. We're sitting out here on the the the, the couch. Yep. Uh, that is our front por- front porch at our house out in the woods. Sun streaming through the trees. It's room temperature. We got some nice uh, blooming bushes. Yep. Some some pink little daddies over there. Yeah, pink daddies. I think that's actually the, the yeah. technical name. Um, yeah, man. I just I checked my calendar and uh, our episode, you know, list, and uh, it's been th- over three weeks since I last recorded. Um, and uh, boy, what a three weeks! Yeah, it's been wild. We're uh, yeah, we're deep in it now. We're in the midst of a, a global pandemic, and um, you know, when I interact with customers at the grocery store. I'm like, well, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. How are you? And I'm like, oh, just riding the wave. And that like really, <laughs> that's like the best description that I can come up with. It's just like right. doing my best to just ride this fucking weird wave that we are on, man. Well, it's strange because, uh, I mean, it's a good idea of like, uh, we 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 like to uh, just have things figured out and and normal. Yeah. And we hold on to those things so tightly, and so now everything's just kind of whacked, you know, fucking whacked out, and uh, and no one can really make any substantial plans or really know what's gonna, what life is going to be like two weeks from now, right? And uh, which gives people a lot of fear, but at the same time, it's it's kind of fucking cool. It's kind of wild. It's on. Un, it's unprecedented. Like nobody. Yeah. Like when else have, in your life have you like had to clear? As an adult, have you had to clear your calendar? Like. I don't know. I have no idea. Never. Not did. only that, but you can't like you. You're not supposed to make plans. You're not going out to dinner with friends. Yeah, that's a crazy like... point. Is you're not supposed to make plans. It's not even that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's that you're literally not. Yeah. It's against the law it's to make the plans. Rules. Don't make plans right now. Yeah. Don't yeah. even fucking hug your grandma. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It... You think you? You ever think you'd live in a time where you can't hug your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> My grandparents are all dead. So. Uh... <laughs> Well, fuck. Well, Ben. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I. This is. It's. It's bizarre. And like, I interact with you know, dozens of people every day at my job, which is like that's a strange thing in itself. Is that yeah. like, part of my last three weeks? Is like I still go to work five days right. a week, and I, I interact with people that are all dealing with this too. And like in the various stages, you know, I've seen it ramp up from like the initial like surge yeah. of buying panic buying right. now it's kind of settled out to like we're only letting 30 people in the store at a time <laughs> right. and everybody's got like you know garden gloves on and and masks like home homemade masks and somebody dude honestly you know, like some people aren't wearing shit some it's it's insane it's like yeah. it's so wild to see it's like yeah you got the the anarchists out there just just you know going no face mask yeah and no gloves like me but then you got uh, i don't know most I, Honestly, a grocery store right now is probably one of the craziest places to be, not just for the even the risk factor, but just for the the fact that you're you're feeling off like you feel so many people's different uh like how they're approaching the present times, which has never happened in ever. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it, 
I feel almost honored to be in a position where I get to witness like this moment in time and experience it with yeah. other people because like one of the strange I mean there's so many levels to this but like one of the really interesting things is just the uh, generally how compassionate and patient and kind people have been and like right you know occasionally people don't understand especially right now like we just got a, a ruling we we've been told that we have to wear face masks and that oh, you know people yeah all times yeah and that takes away from a lot of like nonverbal social cues like if yeah. you know if i if i say hey uh you know can you do you mind standing behind that line and they see me smiling and being pleasant you know it's one thing um but if they uh, if they can't see my my smile, you know, and I'm like, hold oh. on, stand right there, you know, like yeah. you have to really communicate it even more clearly with your with your words and your eyes, because like all that social cue is taken away, and people like are a lot more edge. Like I haven't worn a mask until now, right? Until today, because of that, because I, like, I I still want to maintain some level of like, hey, how's it going? Like, I, yeah, what's right. what's going on? Like, yeah, do you mind like? Stand back there. I'll, I'll ring everything up, and people will see that I'm like smiling and I'm pleasant, and it changes the dynamic. And now the masks right. on, like people are, you know, it's a lot. You have to go a step further to um, your your calm voice people. and your eyes and eye contact and and how you're asking things and totally. to make people feel comfortable. Isn't that fascinating? That that's uh, man, just the things that have been taken away from us. Yeah, contact. Is, it, yeah, contact, but also like just to be able to. Uh, you know, you can smile beneath a mask, but but what's the point? You're like it's it's it makes yeah. sense to you, but also it's like the smiles for for other people too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no no one really looks that good under a mask. To be honest, it's kind of scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a Gucci uh, mask, but <laughs> I still I'm not breaking that out because I want like I'm dogger man. I have, I'm yeah. I'm you know I'm cheesing it half the time. <laughs> You do smile a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh. oh. man. I think when I put the mask on, because I, I wore it uh, on, the pl- on the plane, uh, plane ride home from uh, my travels, and I think that I kept taking it off because I didn't like how I thought people, uh, I wanted people to see Dogger, you know? Like, like, even in the airport, I'm just like, you know, I'm still smiling at people talking to him but it's like the mask on it's like if you have a mask on you don't really want to talk to people right you know it's not like hey what's up yeah yeah there's literally uh something in between you and the person yeah yeah it's it's fucking it's bizarre times man but like what what a what a wild time so like it, it is uh shaking everyone up everyone's globe has been shaken you know yeah. like there nobody is sitting back like Life's good. You know, well, not to say that people aren't experiencing some some positive aspects of this, but like everyone is having to adapt to the the, the current form of reality. Right, and the, you can't. Um, there, there's just such a uh, an epic. I don't know uh, across the board. Where like no one really knows uh, how far this is gonna go, or if they will be personally affected, or right. or, or anything like that. And, uh, <laughs> that's, I, I like to know, I like to, I like to, to know a certain amount of, of things that are going to go on and to be able to have to let go of that, 
is pretty is pretty wild, but I think it's really special at the same time. It's it is certainly a it's a massive opportunity. You know, like the, there's a calling right now for people to like you, we're being forced to let go of like some level of certainty and the human brain is built it's like a certainty seeking machine. Right. You know, like our brains are wired to understand what's going to happen next. And so for us to not know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis or like a week, you know, like nobody fucking knows. And like if you if, if someone was to come and be like, all right, guys, this is this is what's going to happen. No in one like a would believe Nobody them. knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. No one would believe them. You know, like we, we can't believe really any. I mean, you, you got off social media. I've been doing a decent yeah. job. And there's a time there. I mean, I had to change my perspective when I read the news. When I first re- read the news when this all started, I was really like... It, it, well, I was reading the news out of fear. Mm-hmm. Now I read the news more out of, and uh, maybe this will sound fucked up, but more out of entertainment mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, what's, I, I don't let, I, I kind of shut off the thing that let, that made me think that everything that was, was being written down was completely true. Mm-hmm. And so now it's more just like, uh, it's the touch it, feel it, and then let it go kind of deal mm-hmm. and not be like, oh, we're all fucked. You know? Yeah, you can't hold on to every passing headline and article that says like what the current state of things is because if you do that, you're you're just gonna. You're, it's like trying to catch a uh, a train that's going by. You know, like you're trying right. to grab hold of something, and you're gonna get torn apart. Like yeah, and that's a, yeah. Early on, I I realized that like especially when I was still looking at the media and social media and Facebook and all that shit is. I had to just be the observer at the train station watching the trains go by. Yeah. And being like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, okay, cool. But if I if I tried to, like, grab onto one of those things and start yeah. to, like, identify with it and, like, oh, that maybe that's real. Right. It, it's going to take you on a fucking ride, man. It, it will. Because, you, yeah, you, t- you take it on, like, uh, there's a certain, I mean, I've been getting, I've been getting words for as long as I can remember of, like, and and I think that a lot of people do in the sense of like uh, of letting things go and how important that can be to your life because we want to hold things so closely. Yeah. Because we like the finite, the like this is how it is. Yeah. You know, but but uh, you know, those bushes right there were not flowers uh, a week ago, True. and now they're the most beautiful fucking thing in our entire property. Yeah. You know, they're always, everything's always changing. And I remember, uh, well, there's a book by Pima Chodron. Uh, excuse me if I say that wrong. You got it. I think that's it. I think that's right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was given to me, and I think it's called, uh, uh, it's something, about, oh my God, I'm fucking It's, it's it's about approaching fear. The I think it's called the things that scare you the most, or something along those lines. Yeah. It's about approaching uh, like approaching fear, and not uh, not just like being like no, that's not for me, but like feeling it, touching it, and then like letting it go. Yeah. But one of the the lines that and I wish I remembered it completely, but it it talked about how if we can get comfortable with the fact that everything is always changing around us and inside of us then we can, we can, we're able to actually get comfortable with, with our, with ourselves and with, uh, with life and feel, and feel a lot more even in control than we did because we're comfortable with the fact that 
you know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. yeah. It's almost a game. Like, oh, man, what's going to go want, down? But we bad? want to fucking know. We, we, we want to. But that's it's so cool to let go of that for a little bit. Well, you know? so I had a conversation with one of my brothers, um, and I and I was kind of going on this track because he's, he's experiencing a lot of fear, and he's like a brilliant one of the most intelligent people I know, he knows he's looking at the data, he's reading all of it, and he's like anticipating, and, and his anticipations are being proven correct. And so he's yeah. like, you know, he, he's seeing things unfold. And uh, I, I kind of said, you know, do you, like, where are you at spiritually in this? Like, where do you have any like meditation practice? Do you have a prayer practice? And he's like, well, I, you know, like, I said, are you are you okay with like you know? You know, I think offering, I heard off- you ask him that on the phone actually yeah. the other night. Oh, and I was yeah. like talking to him. And I remember thinking, I remember he, you said something like that, and I was like, "Damn, he wasn't ready for that one." Like, well, I so I I said that I was like, you know, have you have you sat and just like offered it up, just like this is out of I don't know what's gonna happen, just let it go. And he's like. And his response was that I can't, I can't let this go. I have a pregnant wife and a, a one, you know, yeah. a one year old. Like I can't just let yeah. let let go of the control that I have of, over, you know, this world because these people are important. And I, like, that is different. W- the thing that I'm responsible for is my dog. Right. You know what I mean? And right. my own my own well being. So I can't speak to that. But at the same time, like, I've found so much peace in knowing that there's there's so much that I. I <laughs> almost everything that I can't control. Right. What what can I control? I can control right. when I wake up, what I eat, how I use my body during the day, and what I consume, you know, media-wise and just like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I can control. And then beyond that, I let I let go of the rest of it. And I think that a lot of anxiety that exists for people right now is trying to understand what's going to yeah. happen. What what's yeah. going to come next? Right. And not not having that is, and that's a funny thing is that the illusion of having that, uh, of 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 uh, it's an illusion to think that you all that you always have control or that you know what's going to happen next week or even tomorrow or, or the next minute. Right. But, but we 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 convince ourselves that we do have it. Yeah. You know, every everyone was living normal lives, and then uh, some dude eats a bat. In China, <laughs> and now the entire world is flipped upside down. Upside down, yeah. Like that's like that's crazy. Yeah. That's literally like everything's so. Fragile. That's it's honestly in it's it's it, not going into account of like all the terrible shit that's happened. It's really kind of humorous to think that the entire world can be flipped upside down by by something so trivial. You know? Yeah, it. it I think. One of the great things that this is spotlighted, and great in the sense that it's massive, like the the huge thing that this is shown a spotlight on, that I don't I don't think anybody really considered is just everything that we know is standing on stilts, like these skinny right. little stilts, and it's like every our whole society is walking around on these stilts that we think are like everything is good, food like yeah. our food chain is all good, like. Money, econo- economy, like everything is in place, and a little virus comes along and knocks it all out, and it all yeah. comes falling down, and it's suddenly like everybody's back home. Like, you know, you got you got yeah. your food, you got your loved ones. Like, all right, let's let's ride this thing out. 
Yeah, it's it's I just flipped it's, everything on its head. Yeah, it's fa- yeah, it's so fa- it's so fascinating because it's not war. You know, it's not like we're we have the uh, you know ma- you know maybe there's gonna be an attack mm. uh, tomorrow by Russia or some shit. Mm-hmm. No, this is like literally like a global, which I think has presented some really cool things. But it's a global like you know everyone's holding the hand across the pond, and and everyone's like this shit's gnarly, and there is no. Uh, there's no person or thing to point the finger at yeah. other than other than really fear like mm. and and actual in the actual virus itself right uh which we're extremely fortunate to not know anyone or or ha- have had to deal with it you know quite yet personally which I'm, uh, we'd probably be talking a lot differently if we had yeah but, i think it, you know if, if we were we probably wouldn't just be sitting here on the porch drinking beers and recording a podcast if like we actually were yeah. more concerned yeah. about it but and yeah, it's. But it, do you, but do you? Free, I mean, it's you know. You also think of the fight or flight thing, and something that I've been able to find peace with is just. Uh, I I've enjoyed my time at, at home, but also uh, I guess we're all we're all in this house completely lucky that we're not completely stuck here. You you right. guys are all working, and my business is still considered essential. Shout out to Sunshine. Uh, Sunshine Lawn Care, Buncombe County. Hell yeah! All booked like, up. All booked up. Though. Like don't, us on don't even, Facebook. Don't even reach out. Like us on Facebook. Send us a message. Probably won't message you back. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's super. Uh, yeah, we we haven't. I guess we haven't had to uh, switch up entirely, but there has been some small switch ups for sure. But still, it's given me. Um, I guess I found I found peace in uh, in how uh, how people are reacting, uh, in the sense of every time I do go mow a lawn, uh, if like everyone's home, so every, <laughs> everyone comes out and says hi to me. Okay. From a safe distance, of course. But it's funny because everyone's like, I'm like mowing and they like, and, and like I have my headphones in, I'm doing my thing. And then they're like, hey, you know, like, and I like, you know, of course, take everything off. I'm like, what's, I was like, how you, how you holding up? How you doing? And I've heard some really cool things. And also everyone's just like, they care about talking to me. Because right. maybe I haven't, maybe they've only been talking to their their partner or their family for the last week right uh, other than phone conversations but now i'm like a real human body there's somebody else in their yard that's yeah. out there in the world experiencing yeah. things and yeah. and i and i like you know i you know i came from somewhere i'm there now and they're like you know uh like wh- how you doing i'm you like came from somewhere else and- yeah i was like I'm, you know it's funny because i'm like i'm i'm doing great you know I'm, I'm i'm very blessed but at the same time i've heard like my one uh my one client um, they live in Montford and I was mowing and she came out and she's like, Cody, it's good to see you. I haven't seen her since last spring or last fall. And, uh, and so we're talking, we're talking about, she's, she's a really cool person. She was talking about like her views on things. And then her kid came out and her kid had crazy, like wild, like they had just dyed her hair, like lime green or something. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, I like your hair. That's so cool. And she's like, Yeah, we've been we've been finding cool new ways to, to you know, like I'm not used to having the kids home all the time, right now. We've been finding cool new ways to, to like just stay entertained. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, what? And she's like, well, we've been doing uh, photo photo shoots every day. <laughs> and she's like, but every photo shoot has a funny thing to deal with the pandemic. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, what? Like, what? Like, what? And she's like, well, today we I got gas masks. And <laughs> so her, like... 12 and like you know 10 year old daughter they're like posing in lime green hair with with uh gas masks and like doing like cool like uh you know little uh photo shoots and i was like (laughs) first of all you're a cool mom but like that's the shit i like to hear right now i mean those are gonna be classics you know yeah those kids are gonna grow up yeah you know remember that one time we were all quarantined so the other day I i was on register at the store and out the window across the street um from where the line is, you know, the line outside the store yeah. that they have set up? Yeah. Um, there's this guy set up in the parking lot with, like, an old-school camera on a tripod with, like, the hood over it with, like, a little clicker. Yeah. And he was taking, I think he was taking, he was capturing a moment, because this is a moment in history. You know what oh, I'm saying? he was like, taking a picture of the line? 50 years from now, we're, yeah. Yeah. We're going to look back at this and be like, yo, you remember the pandemic? In <laughs> yeah. Dude? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I've been in that line. No one talks to anyone. It's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I've stood in that line too. Um, yeah, it's like I it, I couldn't help but think of like the the black and white pictures I've seen of like the soup line during the depression. Yeah, you know, of like this is this is our hopefully this is our generation's challenge. You know, like our grandparents shipped off to war and fought and died on beaches. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or or worked in factories building missiles. Like we our our great challenge is stay the fuck home. Yeah, stay and home. keep yourselves entertained. Yeah. You know, like don't come to the grocery store once a week. Right. <laughs> Where you know, like wash your hands. Well and that's what's funny is like look how many people are having a you know it, you know, if you told someone like you know, after like they're living their normal life, they're going to work every day and they're like, All right, you have to stay home and not leave for two weeks. <laughs> Everyone's been like, hell yeah. Oh, okay. And now everyone's been like three weeks. Everyone's like, get me the fuck out I'm of here. I'm bugging like, out. Yeah, dude. I'm freaking yeah. out. And the, yeah, it's so, it's, it's so uh, there's a lot of irony in it. And also like, you know, wanting what you don't have. I just want to, I, I mean, just live music in general. Yeah. If I could just go see some live music. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I haven't even, gone this long without seeing a live show in, in probably a, a decade. But I mean, like, the fact that all all those people that uh, normally are doing live shows are now doing live streams, like they're you know they're just as eager, you know. And how right. much how much greater will it be when we get to go out and see a show? Imagine that first show that we get yeah. to go out. Like how wildly enthusiastic the crowd will be. Yeah, I hope so. How hard the people play. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I, yeah, I I mean. Hopefully. That's a, that's another thing to think about is just that you you're starting to see articles coming out of like you know. Of course, CNN's like, the world will never be the same after this. And it probably, I guess in a way, won't. But, yeah, it's going to be different. man, I miss hugging my friends, you know? Yeah. And I miss... Uh, elbow bump. Yeah, elbow love, bump. I love right. you, man. I love you, too. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So, like, Josh, you know, Josh Reese came over he's the other day. He's a hugger. Day. Yeah, he's, and he was like, he literally was sitting there, he's like, he's like, oh, I, I, you know, I just, I hate... I love you all, but I just really hate that I can't hug Cody right now. <laughs> and I was like, dude, just, just do it, man. Like, I, like at, you know, in my world, I'm just like, you know, take the chance, fucking hug me, bitch. But, uh, but, but at the same time, I, I don't want to. That you, 
you know, it That's gives it. you that sense of like, but what if I do have it? And you know, you know what I mean. You're like, <laughs> isn't that weird? Uh, yeah, it's, it's so like, weird. Oh, you know, it's so it's like, so fucking strange. It's crazy how, how quickly we become socialized to act in a certain way. Like for example, with the, the rules of like six feet, right? At, at work, like um, we're we're doing like uh, I, if someone comes up. <laughs> Yeah, someone comes up. Cody's peeing right now. We're <laughs> we're on the front porch, so if you hear, uh, that's that's Cody peeing. But it's a real deal, baby. I mean, I yeah. Um, anyways, like if someone comes, if breaches that agreement of like six feet and like gets a little bit closer to me, or I I feel like an like a weird like, uh, um, unconscious reaction of like I step back, even though I actually don't. I'm not actually that concerned. Right. But just because the rules are in place now, like I, I feel like I need to. Uh, it's it's incredible what rule abiding creatures we are. Like people love rules and do not like it when other people break rules. Right. Like we're we're getting lines outside of work, right? So they have it set up so there there's a gap in the fence so you can walk up and around and get in the back. As opposed to going straight down the line, which oh, yeah. is like only a couple of feet away, and occasionally people do it, and whoever's watching the line's like, "What are you doing, man? Yeah. There's, a, there's a rule. You can't do that. Like, you got to go that way." <laughs> and yeah. it's it's so weird to watch the human behavior aspect of this, of just like how quickly people will f- will adapt to things and follow it, and and watching the people that don't do it, right? You know, or do it their own fucking way. Well, because that's the thing is, you know, people are are thinking that they could be there. You know, it's like stay home, save lives. Yeah. You know, very potent, you know, message. Understand that. But it's like, you know, I could kill someone if I gave them if I get if I gave them a hug. Right. That's a weird <laughs> fucking thought, dude. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. It's like, no, we're good. We're good. I'd rather just be like, no, we're good. You know. Uh. That's funny. Yeah, I well, it's so it's so it's so weird. And it's like, I think that I think the majority of the world was starving from um, human connection, and and I think part of that is touch as well. Yeah, this is why I love hugging my friends, and I love, you know, uh, I don't know, I love you know when I'm saying something that I really mean. You know, touching someone on the back and being like, yeah. you know, letting them know that you like this isn't just like me talking. This is like, just, I, I know this is blowing you know smoke. like I like I love you. You yeah. know, I love you too, man. Yeah, I'm touching we're, Dave we're touching right arms. now. We're touching arms. We're and and like breaking that, the law. And that's no just ex, that's just uh, special. It's like now and now that's like uh you, that's against that's pretty much against the law. Right. If if you yeah, if you see, if you're out in public right now waiting in line at the tra- uh, at Trader Joe's. Or any anywhere, yeah. and you saw two people walking towards each other and like run and embrace. You'd be like, "Whoa, what? Is, whoa, whoa yeah. God, what are you yeah, doing?" They probably got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> my, so, uh, side note: my mom is uh, listening to a lot of these podcasts, <laughs> and, and she's like, "I really enjoy these your podcasts." Com- yeah. Oh, sweet. I really enjoy your, your hey, message. Mom. She probably hasn't listened this far because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> I really like uh, what you're doing. I enjoy your conversations, but you guys just use the f words. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's especially your co-host Chase. He just swears so much. He says the f word so much. So sorry, mom. 
Well, I'm not going to do much better than Chase, Mom, to be honest. Yeah. And but, uh, I mean, considering the times, you know, <laughs> Fuck I think, yeah, I think maybe you should, you should drop a couple of F-bombs yourself and, you know, just... Just let it's it just, let it go. It's just four letters. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, dude. Uh, you ever think about what the the next gen- like? So like, fuck has become. Maybe we don't want to go down this road, but but that's like. I remember the first time that I said that, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And it's 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 kind of like just it's so whatever now. Yeah. And it's like I, I've thought a couple times, like, what's you know what am what's my kids? What, what uh, are they gonna say? Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it goes in waves, like fashion or something. Like they're maybe, yeah. maybe they'll be a little less uh, less vulgar. For <laughs> yeah, for a time. But <laughs> but who who fucking knows, man? I... <laughs> who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny, dude. It's it's so funny being in Australia and just hearing cunt like all like all oh, the time yeah. and like having it as like a term of endearment sometimes. Like yeah. they're like like the, uh, the New Year's Eve. So I got there two days before New Year's. So, uh, quick pause. Cody just got back right before everything really blew up with the coronavirus. Uh, Cody was wrapping up how many three month trip through Australia, Southeast Asia, and yeah. back. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Australia, Vietnam, and Thailand, and Cambodia, and then a lot of the U.S. before I left. Right, you get to yeah get through a bunch of the U.S. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Continue. Well, so. the yeah so. Uh, First of all, I get I get there, and my buddy, uh, my I, I literally come out. They don't stamp my passport, which I was kind of upset about. And I and the guy, I walk up, and it's the first Australian dude I met in Australia, and it was the TSA guy or the okay. the customs guy. And I was like, I was I was cheesing it so hard. I was so, <laughs> so, so I was so happy. I probably looked like the, the cutest little puppy. I was just like, I walk up and I'm like, here's my passport. And he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, hi, how you again? And I was like, I was like, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here, man. And, and he was totally just like, uh, cool. cool, you know. All right, All right, go ahead. And I come out, and my buddy Kit is right there. He he like was waiting for me right out of the customs. Uh, door. I literally walked through a door. And he's right there. He's like, and I haven't seen him in 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 four years, you right. know. And, but we talk all the time. And I was like, I was, he's like, how you going, mate? And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's up, man? Like, it was so crazy. And we get we get to the. You probably hugged. Yeah, we hugged. Back, yeah, like, back, back when you could back, hug. Back when you could. Yeah, we hugged. <laughs> we fucking made out. And, you know, it's crazy. As and Australians it, do. Yeah, just just yeah, tongue and everything, and then. Yeah. And then, but we went, we like got to his van, and he he's like, I was like, dude, honestly, ma'am, uh, he's like, he, can we go anywhere? I was like, honestly, dude, I've been I've been flying for twenty four hours. I've been in the air. I think I was in the air for a total of twenty four hours, and I was like, dude, I would love some. I would love a cigarette and I'd love a beer. And he goes, oh, yeah, mate. And he literally hands me, uh, he already pre-rolled a cigarette for me. And then reaches back, and he had just put a whole rack of beer on ice in the back of his van. He's like, Try to beer and he's like, here you go, mate. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. I love Australia. Hell Fuck. Yeah. And literally, like, that was like literally 20 minutes being into Australia. And I was like, all right. So, but the story I was getting at was that uh, we went to, uh, we went to, so I got there and went to a New Year's Eve party, just a house party with some of their friends. And uh, this dude comes, so I don't know anyone but but Kit and his and their roommates, which I had just met. But Kit, my friend, 
and then everyone I just met at their house. And then we go to a house party, and they're like, uh, this dude comes up to me. Who this, con- is, this is after 24 hours of travel. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. go straight to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. No, so I had a day. I had a day. Um, I, I slept for, I, I went to bed that night, woke up, and then we went the next day. Right. Next day was New Year's Eve. So we go there, and this dude comes up to me, and he's like, hi, mate. I was like, what's up, dude? How you going? He's like, uh, he's like, so you, are you really a fucking uh, mad cunt? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, kid, say so you're a fucking mad cunt, mate. So, like, <laughs> like, and I was like, and I was totally like, so Kit texted all of them. is like, yo, I'm bringing my friend from the States. He's a mad cunt. And so I get there, and the dude comes up to me. He's like, so you're a fucking mad cunt? And I, at this point, don't totally know what that means. Right. You yeah. know? You're like, like I, I think, is like. a good thing? I don't know. Well, I, don't know. Ma- like, I was like, is that like I'm like psycho? Like, I think that it's not like a totally bad thing, but it's like, are you, like, do, you're, are you fucking nuts? You rage. You rage? Yeah. Or is mad cunt like, you know, I get down with you, like, you know, you're the homie. Yeah. So, so I just go. You punch yourself in the face. I literally, no, I literally, <laughs> I literally took a drink of beer. I was just like, like a really strong drink. I was like, I'm a fucking mad cunt, mate. <laughs> and I literally looked at him and he was like, all right, all right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I did that right, but it seems, it seems so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> but Australians love to use the word. Yeah, it is funny. It's funny. How long were you in Australia? Oh, yeah, that's a good four. It's a nice on, Italian on... red blend. Susa Manello. Yeah, shout out to all those Italians out there. Yeah, really. Uh, if there are any Italians listening, yeah, stay strong. We're, we're, uh, we're here drinking your wine and uh, we care about you. We're thinking about you. But we passed you in viruses, so <laughs> eat shit. Um, <laughs> oh, is that for me? Oh, nice. they're both for you, bud. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep going up. I was in Australia for four weeks. Tell me about it. Highlight or uh, thing that stands out. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that, um, you know, my big brother went to Australia a few years ago and he came back and he said, Cody, uh, you should go to Australia because that's that's your place. Hmm. And my big brother's never said anything like that to me. He kind of was joking, but but I totally know what he means now because hmm. it it was so my vibe from the get go. Just I mean the the initial story I just the told sig, you, sig and crack beer. Yeah, yeah, it was just but it was very laid back and you know like the house I was staying at in Melbourne. I got to see my best mates. I went to the Earthship School with. That uh, we were only together for a month, but I just. I love them. They're fucking, they're really good, really good dudes. And we've kept in contact and to be able to hang out with them was definitely the highlight. To be able to hang out with them in Australia and have them, you know, one took me on a bush hike. We saw wild kangaroos and, and swam in uh, a crazy river with, with a bunch of wild ass birds and shit. One of them was like, you know, handed me a beer at 10 a.m. and we were talking about really like crazy shit you know the getting like being a part of their lives for for a minute was really cool yeah and and being in in melbourne and and meeting their friends and their roommates and their ladies and everything 
that was uh that was really special and they I don't know they mean a lot you you meet people that you're just like yeah I want to be I want to be friends with them forever, you know, yeah. or, or that they mean a lot to me. And that's something I, I, um, someone asked me before I left actually about, I guess I was just talking to someone and I was like, you know, I, I, uh, I have a, I've had a hard time with being totally, uh, proud of myself in certain, in certain areas. I think, I think that I'm the shit most of the time but at the same time i you know i've 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 struggled with with certain uh just thoughts of the opposite but one thing i've always uh prided myself is that the the people that i i've been able to attract in my life like you and, and it's not like that it's me but it's like the whole fucking lame ass vibe uh, attraction tribe shit that's <laughs> i fucking hate it but it really does it that's is a, true man it is a fucking thing yeah. And uh, these those boys mean mean a lot to me. So to be able to like uh, hang out with them and have a really uh, conscious conversation and also just like dumb shit conversation yeah. was really special. The balance is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we went to uh, they call this thing uh, they call it Park Hour Warrior. They're like, oh man, you you, you got to go with us to we're gonna do a Park Hour Warrior tomorrow. And I was like, okay, well, like what the fuck. And they take me to a kid's playground, <laughs> and they do a they make up their own ninja warrior course. Yes, on this you would love you would that's love, amazing. You would love this shit. Also, we should do that. Also, uh, we should do that. Why do we not do that, dude? I I know that and park sea shanties. Warrior? Like park hour warrior. Yeah, yeah. They so also Floyd who has this shit up. My buddy there is uh, he's been doing BJJ for all right for. 10 years I think he's it's a while he dude he at Earthship we sparred one time beat you up dude he destroyed me man it's, they play with you Let, someone's been doing it that but, long they just they like toy with you dude it was like you know how the the, the, the cap finds the mouse and just kind of tosses up yeah, in the air and just that, like that's it's like mouse. yeah you're you're suffering but I'm just gonna play with you for a little while yeah. that's what it was I was yeah, the mouse it's, it's wild when and you, he was when the you roll with someone that knows what they're doing that, like that on that level it's like it's, it's not even he just he just he made me like and with BJJ it's like it's not like he's Brazilian, knocking Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for all those who don't know yeah fucking you should know that Jesus Christ but <laughs> I'm just kidding but like it's not like you're getting knocked out. It's like right. they they are making your your body their fucking playground to just make you suffer. Well, and and then like the crazy thing with that when you're rolling with someone that's really good is they will open themselves up for you to do something. They manipulate manipulate you into doing. Which I was making, a perfect target, dude. I bet and, he had a heyday with and me. And you go for it. You're like, yeah. oh, sick! I'm gonna go for this yeah. fucking headlock. Yeah, like, and suddenly you're getting like your arms twisted behind your back. And yeah. Like, you're like, okay, I'm tapping. You know, yeah, and they just do that for like continuously. And I finally understood when when like even Joe Rogan says like if you're a dumbass like you will hurt yourself. Yeah, he fucking had my knee in this oh, yeah. in gotta, this lock. You gotta, you gotta tap. And I I I felt it. I literally like it. It probably ripped a little bit, and I was like, oh, sh like that's it. Like yeah. he literally, if he would have just just flinched a little, my a, entire knee would have been dude. There's like. Completely yeah. dead. There's so much control that's required in, in <coughs> jiu-jitsu. And, like, that's, that like, um, spazzy white belts. Like, people that come yeah. in that are, like, trying to muscle through stuff like that. That's that's how you get fucked up. Right. Because so, if someone has, like, a proper 
lock on your leg and, and you they, start spazzing, that's how you blow your knee well, up. And, and they know that if they don't know how much control they have, they can fuck you up. But like he knew that he could just, yeah, you know? Yeah. So he didn't. But also I was like stubborn. I was like, no, like, yeah, fuck this Aussie dude. But uh, I guess to get back to Australia, uh, spend time with them. The Park Hour Warrior. Okay, so we go, we literally, we broke into, not broken, but we climbed a very large fence to get into this kid's playground. I'm like, at, the, at first I was After like. After hours. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, the funny thing is, is you know what my first thought was? Am I too old for this? <laughs> You know, that was my first thought. And I, you know, I like to think that I'm a playful, fun dude, but yeah. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like 27 years old and I'm, I'm breaking in the kids' playgrounds to, to do an obstacle course. It was fucking great, man. Oh, it was probably dude, best. Yeah. It was awesome, man. We, we like, so they, you make up the course. So they have different playgrounds around the city that they have courses already made, but this course that we went to, they, they made it up on the spot. You have two minutes to get through it, but like only Floyd did it one time. Everyone else they weren't, weren't able to make it through. I mean, it's like a normal kid's playground, but you have to like go up and over. And, right, yeah. And, like, it's a or challenge. like this part, you can only use, <laughs> you know, your, your thumbs or have something. You get, have you guys been drinking at this point? No. You sober. Totally sober, dude. Yeah, to- <laughs> like... I probably would have been, you know, knowing myself, I probably would have been better if I had a drink in there. Yeah, one or two drinks. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, and Noah's funny is they had a chalk bag, a, ch- okay, a bag so of chalk. Take it. And, and they were, ch- like, literally, like, it was it was serious. Yeah, they're going for it. And I was like. That's awesome. And we were doing, like, you know, we were doing, like, news, you know, like, uh, we, all, we all had nicknames. And we were like, you know, all right, Bob, what do you think, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you think about this? And we do, like, newscasts, yeah, you yeah. know. That's amazing. Uh, throughout it all. And I was like, man. This is this is the you know Peter Pan energy. This is yeah. this is that uh, infinite infinite fool, infinite goof, infinite goof, infinite goof, baby. Hold on. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta keep your phone on you. We gotta read that quote on here. I don't wanna. I don't know if I can stop the recording on my phone. I'll find it. I'll find if it pretty quick. It, um, it's a it's the new shit I'm on. So uh, Cody and I were talking the other night and uh, having a beer after I got off work or something and. Uh, Somehow this this quote came up, and I was like, "You got to send that to me because I love it." And it's just it's something about this that like I I I really it really resonates with me in terms of just like the energy that I want to bring into the world. Yeah. And the energy that I've I've witnessed in a lot of the people in our group of friends that I I love and I think really drew me in. That uh, yeah. So go read that shit. All right, here we go. This is from this is an excerpt from. Uh... Uh, Tom Robbins' book, uh, another uh, roadside attraction. I, I, I was reading this in uh, while I was in Vietnam. But here we go. Uh, Those folks who are concerned with freedom, real freedom, not the freedom to say shit in public or criticize their leaders or worship God in church of their choice, but freedom to be free of language, to be free of leaders and gods. Well, they must use style to alter their content. If our style is masterful, if it is fluid and at the same time complete, then we can recreate ourselves, or rather, we can recreate the infinite goof within us. We can live on top of the content, float above the predictable responses, the social programming, and hereditary circuitry, 
letting the bits of color and electricity and light filter up to us where we may incorporate them at will into our actions. Mm. Cheers. Oh, that's fucking good, Cheers mate. to that. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, this I'm fu- into it. Yeah, dude. Fucking mm. mad cunt shit, dude. Mm. What, do you, what, what do you like about that? What, what, like, I know so what I like about what, it. But. What really stood out to me about that is like letting those aspects of yourself rise above, like the style piece of like yeah. be, embodying something beyond the predictable social yeah, narrative and, the, and like the responses. Because it's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. You know, it's like people people respond to me when I ask them questions in line before they even think about it. Right. Like, I, I, how are you? T- I'm good. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I know how this conversation is going to go. Like, I have, right. to, I have to do extra work to cut through that that social narrative, that, like, predictable scripts right. that he says in that quote. And I've seen people like you and people like Rob Cathers and Jack Bradshaw, like, use that, that goof energy right. where, like, they're bringing their own style to the table, and it, and it shakes everything up. It's, it does. It, it gets outside of the lines of those, like, those like uh, pre-written scripts where right. you're like, how's it going? Well, I'm doing just fine. Yeah. You know, Mark like, Wal- Mark Wal- Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, you're shaking things up, and, like, there's – when when I when I interact with somebody, whether it be a friend or a stranger, yeah, that goes outside of the lines of that, whether it be in the way that they dress or how they speak or the way that they interact with me, yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's it, like, oh, what's up, human human word, being yeah. that like is embodied, that's like present and yeah. aware of the <laughs> fact that they're interacting with other human beings. Refreshing is the best word, man, because it's like. Uh, everyone whether they admit it or not is so tired of of you you say how are you doing because you feel like you're supposed to yeah but like if like i if you shake if you shake just like really small shit up people light up real quick real quick cuz it, it, it if they it if touches. they don't they got bigger issues true they ain't for me it's yeah. for them but if they don't at least you're at least you're trying you know yeah but like, if it there's, I'm I'm just you know growing up, uh, and we can get this at some point. But like growing up, I, I'm just so tired of this is something I say a lot. But I'm tired of fluff. I don't like fluff anymore. Small talk, yeah. Just, I don't, I don't, it's for I don't. The birds, don't dude. I would rather you not say any. I would. There's times where I am in line, and and I'm a pretty sociable person. But I maybe I'm just not feeling it that day, and I I usually will just not say much at all. Yeah. Because I don't want to fluff them up. I don't want to be like, how, how you know how you and just be totally fake. Like how you doing? Yeah. yeah I don't. Get, I like at that point. I honestly don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you know. Totally. And that's you know. But I do that all the time. Yeah. So if I if me if I try to give a shit, it's not. But if I am giving a shit, I'm like, what's up? You know, like, yeah. like how you going? It's totally different. It's totally different. Yeah. And those people, they. Everyone feels the difference. And know? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, when I'm in the place to actually genuinely engage like that, I, I know that by me doing that, it, it creates a little shift in that person's day. Right. It's a little nudge. Like the, I've, I've had interactions with people that are having bad days, and I'm actually present and capable of engaging genuinely. Right. And like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, yeah. do you really want to know? I'm like, that's why I asked. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, I'm having a shitty day. I'm like, thank you for telling me. 
Yeah. You know, and and how cool is it when people actually say that they're having a shitty oh, it's, day? Oh, it's the best, dude. Isn't I'm that like, funny? thank you. Thanks for being a fucking human being. <laughs> yeah. That's it, dude. The, the, the uh, man, I think that I think that um well when you get to, vulnerability is just I think is the most beautiful it, I mean, it, you can tie it back to just human connection and communication and everything, but to especially in this day and age to be vulnerable with a lover, to be vulnerable with uh, a friend, a roommate, uh, it gives you this elbow room, you know, in your life where everything is so, uh, you know, you're, you're just walking down the hallway. To be able to, like, be vulnerable with someone gives you this elbow room of, like, oh, shit, like, I can't believe I just let myself be free like that, you know? It felt really fucking good. Yeah. And I, and, and most people receive it really well. And a lot of people that I've, I've said some things to people that I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been that forthright or, or that uh, honest with them. But uh, even if they don't seem to receive it well, I, for me to just be blunt and, and, and lame and, and fucking like, yep, good to see you. Uh, I think that I don't know. I think when you're vulnerable, it hits home regardless. Yeah. You know, whether they're ready to receive it or not. And whether it's in a very small snippet, you know, whether it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not having a great day. Oh, man, I, that, that just reminded me of this moment. Shortly before I moved to Asheville, actually, I was staying in Charlotte, and I was in, like, a really dark spot. I was, like, just really drowning in credit card debt and, like, really f- fucking drowning. Yeah. Dark place. And one of the only, like, little spots of life is that I had found a yoga studio, a hot yoga studio, right around the corner from where my buddy's place was, and they hot, hot, hot yoga. And it was $30 for 30 days, and I went, like, multiple times a day. Like, I, I'd, like, hit this place up. And one day, I was leaving one of the classes, and the, the owner of the place, like, the head person who had just taught the class, like, caught me in the hallway leaving, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. Yeah. She's like, do you want to talk? And I was like, yeah. And we went into the office and she's just like, tell me what's going on. And I told her that I was I, like, I was just drowning. I was just like, I was, she gave me an opportunity to like really bear my soul to this person that I didn't really know at all. And she's like, listen, I, you know, I don't know what it is that you need right now, but we're here for you. If you, if you need to come and come to yoga if you want to talk like you're supported and just know that like everything everything is going to be okay and it was just like it didn't even really matter what she was saying it was just the fact that she she actually genuinely asked me if I was okay yeah you know and and she cared and she cared it didn't matter that she she wanted to like give me anything or help she me actually cared of what you, she's like are you okay yeah. and you know and I didn't have to, I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I'm fine. I, you know, I was yeah. like a total stranger. And it, it showed me just how powerful it can be if you are in this, in the place, emotionally, mentally, you know, like as a person to, to recognize that someone is not doing well and you yeah. feel the urge to say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. And like give them the space to maybe say no. Yeah. 
and then hold that space for them as they sh- sh- share whatever's going on. Like that's right. powerful. That's a, it's like, so it's powerful, a human connection. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, I hear, I hear that. I, I can see that you're not doing well. Right. Tell me. Right. Because she knew you weren't doing well. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's, <laughs> it's so it's so special, man. It's so special, and it's easy. To, it is an easy thing. It, it's an e- it's easy to to maybe. Is it? I mean, I think it's not. I don't think it's easy to to say that you're not. I think it's easy to recognize when someone's not doing good. True, what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, you have to be in a a a balanced place yourself. Like you, you have to be doing okay in order to recognize. You have to have you have to have removed your head from your asshole, right? In order to see that someone else's head is up theirs. That's yeah. That's true. Because we're yeah we're 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 mainly checking out our own. Sphincters. Fucking asshole, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're coming up. We got eight minutes left. Less oh, than eight shit. minutes left. I want fast. Let's just keep going. You want to keep going? Yeah, after that. Okay. Let's, let's finish the bottle of wine. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start on my glass, yeah. Okay. I like it. So, um, all right. So I mean, if, if only for us. If, I want yeah. to keep going. Well, you know what's interesting is that I, I've, I actually, I was feeling a little lost about the podcast the other day. I was like... I mean, like I said, it's been over three weeks, and I really haven't felt. I uh, like, there's been there's been some doubt in my mind. Like, what what is it that I'm doing with this podcast thing, Chase and I are doing, um, that is adding value to the world, yeah. especially right now. Like, it's like what, it, it, I've just been questioning. Like, what you know, what do I have to say? What do I have to contribute that's going to add value to other people's lives? And uh, and it, it's been coming up kind of blank. Like, I haven't really thought of what I want to share or what I want to say. Um, but in the, the other day, I, uh, I, was, I was working and I was putting stuff in the dairy box. I was, like, pulling, pulling stuff forward. And one of my coworkers came up, Jim. Jim of the Night. Jim of the Night. Hopefully listens. Shout out. Shout out to Jim of the Night. And he said, hey, man. Um... Abby, his wife, yeah. uh, she, Abby turned me on to your podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes. And I, I just got to say, like, I, I really genuinely enjoyed it. Like, I, <laughs> like, like nice. really, he's like, I listen to a lot of uh, sportscast stuff. And it's like, a lot of that's super conversational. And he's like, what you're doing on that podcast is like, it, it's, it's incredible how conversational it is. And uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, um. Well, you got your answer and it, and it was like this little like nudge, like, yeah you're, yeah, you're doing something that people appreciate. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I've, I've been kind of rolling some ideas around in my brain about like what, what I want to do a podcast about because Chase did one last week. And um, we're, we want to respect the social distancing thing. So we're going to do one via, you can call somebody on, on this app that we record yeah. with and record a podcast remotely. So we're going to do that eventually. But I was like, Told him I wanted to do one by myself before that, and then uh, you. Since you got back from your trip, I've I, like every time we've hung out it has gotten better. Like yeah. we're just sitting and having a beer, and we're both from Michigan, which actually hasn't really come up a lot. But like, right. I just I, I so thoroughly enjoy our interactions. It's yeah. just it's such a <laughs> it's such a uh, a gentle back and forth. Like it's yeah. like a really friendly game of tennis. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We're just like, cool, what do you think about that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I like it, man. How about this? Yeah. 
And you sometimes know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. And we're sometimes we're up early together. Yeah. Sometimes we're up late together. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, and it's uh, anyway. So we yeah, for the listeners, like I I just gotten back from a little workout. I went down to the high school around the corner. I ran some stairs and did some push-ups, and it was fantastic. And I uh, came back and I I bought a couple beers. Hell Cody yeah. and I sat here and we're, we're just chatting. He's telling me some wild stories about his past because this guy is just packed full of stories. And I was like, yo, we got to do a, we got to do a podcast. And he's like, all right. Yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, what do you, what do you want to talk about? He said, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I said, I really like, I mean, you got great stories, great stories. You like, Let's get to, yeah, we'll get to I, some stories. Yeah. So, uh, our, our, the first hour of this thing is wrapping up. Uh, rapidly, but we're gonna we're gonna carry over. This is the second episode that is carried over into the the second portion. So we're gonna yeah. carry over. So and it's gonna be juicy. Yeah. I think it's gonna be juicy. You should probably stick around. If anybody is actually still I, listening, I feel like I just did. Yeah, I just feel like I did a little little you know a couple jumping jacks, some foreplay in the first hour. Yeah, that was just, a little like uh, a little soft petting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm half chub right now. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get there. We're getting fired up, though. Um, yeah. I mean, even the wind is picking up right now. So it, it, Yeah, it hears um, us. Yeah, I guess uh, for those listening, I, I don't know, take a pause, carry on with uh, whatever you're doing, grab a drink, smoke a bowl, smoke a cigarette, smoke them if you got them. Hell yeah, do, do something crazy. Change do, your pants. Do a little dance, you know? <laughs> do a little dance. Yeah. Take, take a little selfie, send Maybe it to us. Water your plants. Taking selfies, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag couch conversations. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna take a pause. Uh, here's a little moment for uh, maybe sponsors down the road. I don't think we actually have any sponsors right now, but I think they can be filled in uh, after the fact. So yeah, Trader Joe's. <laughs> T Joe's. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Life's a Trip Podcast. Hell yeah! My name is Cody. I'm a guest on this. Uh, I'm a guest on this episode. I just want to talk to you about uh, our sponsors. Um, FindYourCult.com. Hey, FindYourCult.com. Have you been? Have you been uh, feeling sit- lost? Feeling lost, sitting at home in quarantine. Just feeling lonely. Just scrolling. Just scrolling. Wishing, wishing for. Some people to connect with. And just kind of sitting there and being like, I wish I wish, I could be a part of a cult. Yeah. Well, that's what findyourcult.com can do for you. It's all about. Yeah. Uh, you, you fill out a special... It's, it's, it's like a, a dating app, but for a cult. Tinder for cults. Match.com for cults. Fill out your specific... Um, your specific guidelines to what you're looking for. Also, personality, zodiac. We really want to know about your zodiac signs. This is like the full spectrum. We want to know your rising, your your your, your moon sign. You know your sun sign. Your uh, you know fucking Thagatorius sign. Whatever it might be, we want to know about it, and we will match you up with the best cult for you. You don't have to be lonely anymore, even in this, these trying times. I, like, you just have to have find, you, findyourcult.com. Have you ever just wanted to do some, like, some pagan shit, you know? Just, like, fucking do some weird, you know, some midsummer, just, like, fucking 
weird ass fucking pagan shit. This we it. have a this cult for you. We have hundred percent uh, guarantee. Yeah, from I'm, Life's a Trip podcast. You know what's crazy is that my friend, uh, my friend Greg, uh, was was talking to me about his experience with, uh, uh, you know, findyourcult.com. and I, you know, he talked about it with me before it happened because I actually haven't heard from Greg in three months. Yeah, what? I, I and didn't that's that had, probably because he's having a really great time. He must be just having the time of his <laughs> life. Yeah, findyourcult.com. Yeah, find Check your it out. findyourcult.com. Uh, it's really awesome. It's working for me. I know it can work for you. Uh, find your pagan shit. Uh, we got you. And uh, now back to My Life's a Trip podcast. Thanks for listening. Part two. Cody Klein experiment. Ye- 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 ye. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, I gotta say, um, that little ad that we had there. <laughs> find, yeah. Findyourcult.com. Findyourcult.com. We're not going to continue with that. Yeah. You guys already got the idea. Yeah, you know what it is. If you're looking for a cult other than Papadozio, <laughs> you got to find your cult.com. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get some stories. Let's get some stories. Some stories. Where, some do, stories where, where do we, so, where right, do we so begin? We've got to touch on your Australia experience. Yep. And you, uh, you jumped on another airplane and you flew to Vietnam. I flew to Thailand. Thailand first. Bangkok. Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Spidey Mai. Yeah. And you uh, met up with our buddy. Keenan. Keenan. Yeah. Who, does he listen to podcasts? A fucking legend. Um, Would he listen? No, dude. I don't think he listens to any podcast. I don't think he listens to anything anybody says. Yeah. He well, just listens to widespread panic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyways, yeah, you you, uh, you get to Bangkok, and you've been there before. You've been to Thailand before. Yes. Tell me about your time before, before we dig into this before last trip. Before in Thailand. Last time I was in Thailand was, I was 18 years old. Uh, it was my gap year from, I just graduated high school. Went on a trip. A uh, it was it was a mission oriented trip through a a a Christian uh, organization out of Gainesville, Georgia, called Adventures and Missions, and uh, I got put onto them because someone I knew had gone on a trip with them, and I wanted to do a trip like that. I just wanted some guidance, uh, you know. I was coming out of Christian school, dad's a pastor, I got hurt so I couldn't play soccer in, in college, just well, everything I wanted to do, and then that happened, and then I was driving home, I had this weird ass like vision, L- legit, I'm driving, so it's not, I don't know how to say it's a vision, I guess it's like a really crazy daydream where I was playing soccer with these uh, African kids. And I, th- I remember doing one thing, and then, I don't know, there's like some African kids playing, we were playing soccer. And I got home that night and was like, hey, mom and dad, I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to go to Africa next year. I don't want to go to college. Which, uh, surprisingly, my parents were like, that's, are you sure? But they were totally supportive of 
That's cool. Um, which is really cool, yeah. Because it was a really abstract thought, and and my parents and, and most people around me knew that I was like going to go to school and I was going to play soccer. And, and and that was like what it that was my predestination, and, I, and then I did that, and then I went on this trip uh, with all these people. Um, cool thing about Ventures and Missions is that uh, it's a Christian organization, but they are, the reason I was drawn to them is that they're very um, uh, spirit minded more than Bible minded, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're more about following. Uh, what uh, what God has put on your heart more than like this is what we have to do. Hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, go on. Now I I went to Nicaragua, I went to Thailand, Thailand. So this is 2011 and 2012, and I was in this really crazy spot in my life where I was like, all right, I'm a pastor kid my whole life, and I'm out here and I'm supposed to like uh, so I'm working at an orphanage for mainly girls. There was uh, one one uh, boy that lived there, but mainly girls that have been pulled out of human trafficking or saved from human trafficking. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, kind of heavy off the bat because uh, we had girls from uh, kindergarten to 18. You wow. know? All, all uh, brought to the orphanage for, for mainly uh, fear of, of being trafficked. And so that's always, that's already just like, you know, I knew that going in, but I was like, holy, you know, holy shit, like that's heavy. But you get there and they're, they're so vivacious and full of life and they're just kids, you know. They're just kids. Yeah, they don't, wow. you know. And so uh, that was my, t so that was, I was working at the orphanage for the first two months I was in, in Thailand. And, but the whole, but I was, so I was teaching English, teaching music, and um, I was teaching classes to the girls every night, and then we had a group of boys that would come in every day who um, who had either been in prison or um, in rehab. So it was a really, like, kind of misfit bunch. And, um, and then I was there, and I was supposed to kind of, like, uphold the name of Jesus, you know? That was the... Uh, you know, uphold that that story, and I got to the point where I was just like, <laughs> I truly was just like, I don't know if I believe this, yeah. like what I'm what yeah. I'm saying, right. and so I got this really existential moment of like, uh, just, you know, I, my dad was a that's all I ever knew, and now I'm out and you know, and it is a really dynamic moment for myself in the sense of like. I allowed myself to finally question mm. it, and then, uh, and then I was at the most beautiful place in the world. Like every, I'd walk out of my dorm in the morning, and and like literally like it's like an orphanage. There's like five buildings, and all like all all my girls are out there, and they're like, "Ooh, Picotti, <laughs> ah, hello, hello, hello." You know, they're just like so. Every morning, they're so happy to see me, and they're like, "It was, it was, it was so beautiful. I, like, it was so cool." So P Cody, like, it's like, so they're saying, like, "Oh, Mr. Cody," mm. and they, I had a Justin Bieber cut at the time. Right. My hair was like, uh, had the had the flow going on, and they loved Justin Bieber, and so they'd be like, "Who's Justin Bieber?" 
What's up, ba-ba-ba? And, uh, and, and, like, so we'd watch fucking, you know, Justin Bieber music videos and just hang out, play volleyball, all this shit. And so life was was so fucking beautiful. And then I was, You're like... 18, 19-year-old? 18. I turned 19 while I was there, actually. But I, I, I just had this really crazy moment of, like, man, like, th- this is so beautiful. And I can't, like, th- everything is so real right now, but I don't, I don't know if I, like... Agree with all shit. Yeah, you're doing what you need to be doing. Yeah, and then and then it just everything changed, man. Everything changed, and I had uh, me and Travis, who so it was a group of seven of us um, at the orphanage, and okay, no six, four were girls, and then it was me and Travis, and uh, and. Travis was a pastor's kid as well from Atlanta, and uh, we we vibed really well. Like he, he, you know, he's my he's my best friend in this life. He he's like a really beautiful person. I I like look up to him, uh, in in a lot of crazy ways, and we both were just like looking at each other and both going through these crazy moments of like, I don't know if I buy this shit. Mm. You know, but at the same time, everything we're doing was so on point and beautiful. Right. You didn't you didn't feel aligned with like the 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 center of the message. Right, but then we 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 read this book. We read this book called both of us read this book called Love Wins by Rob Bell, a Christian pastor out of Grand Rapids, actually, who wrote this book about it's like called Love Wins: The Fate of Every Human Being. The I, I, it's pretty much talking about heaven and, and hell, but in a completely new standpoint of of heaven and hell is something we choose every day. Which and I, and I, how, uh, I agree with, and I think you do too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. And uh, but but we got into this whole thing, and then um, we just we we found we found uh, we found love, like what it was truly. It truly meant like I we loved those those girls, man. Yeah. Like that orphanage, like it was through I, through reading that book, like it opened something up for you. Well, I, it opened up the heart of like what I believe Christ was. And like, I, I was like, I was, uh, I guess I would say, like I was like redeemed, which is a Christian term, but I was redeemed by by the Christ story, by or from being taught what I thought the Christ story was, if that makes sense. Like, I, mm. I, 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 I've, I had a night where I, where I felt that, um, that, that Jesus kind of came to me in a, in a way and said, like, I, like, I'm, I'm not, uh, kind of relieved me of, of thinking all those, all the, like, terrible religion kind of shit. And uh, and actually knowing the heart of, of 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 God of Christ, which is at this point in my life, uh, I still is very is very abstractal to me. Like or very like, um, it, it doesn't matter necessarily what you think about that. Is is as far as like what I actually felt, and uh, and then everything everything fucking changed. Every, everything became uh, that I was finally okay. Like I was, I didn't have to work. I didn't. I didn't owe uh, a, a god in the sky uh, anything. And I didn't. Everything was 
good, and I just lit. I started like truly loving life and loving myself and loving people. And then I did all of Thailand. Well, I did two months at the at the orphanage, and then um, did a month. We call it Man Month, where it's all the dudes from the group went off. All the girls from the group did their own thing, and we did uh, a, up in the hill tribes of Thailand. We I mean, I pretty much just hung out and played soccer and had a good time with people. <laughs> but uh, but but it was it was raw. It was fucking sweet. It was really cool. So my first Thailand experience to to wrap that up was very. It was like 2012. It was like when the you know the world was supposed to stop and shit. Yeah. And I had a lot of just like I was, you know, I really had a cra- crazy moments where I was like. Uh, a lot of shit felt like it had come off my back. I felt like I could be... I wasn't a pastor's kid anymore or... Uh, you know, that sounds kind of bitchy to say, but in a way, just like the the things of the looming religion shit over me and me either being one, either being in it or yeah. being a uh, outsider. Outcast. I was just like, no, I just... I, lo- <laughs> I love Jesus, dude. It's fucking sick. Rock on. Yeah, it was no like. Jesus uh, is my homeboy. Yeah, he's sweet as fuck, and he makes me want to be a better person. But there's no, there's no sort of like looming gloom over me doing the right thing or or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and it was crazy. It's hard for like if people are listening to this, it's hard for I think some people to understand unless they grew up how I grew up in the, in like a really, um, my parents are the best people in the world, but. Uh, with the Christian school I went to and everything, like just the um, and most people have dealt with the religion in some way, but it was I was a person that I wanted to be. I want whatever you were giving me, I, I want to be the best at it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I bought a lot of shit, and uh, and didn't feel good about it in the sense of but ideologically, I mean. Yeah, like I was totally. I mean, like brainwashed in a, in a, in a in, way. You were yeah. In it. yeah. And, um, you're the, the pastor's kid. Yeah, dude. Cause I was like, you know, I was social too. And I was like, you know, like Cody, like, I, I did a lot of things just because of the face of it, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, being in Thailand, I was just like, yeah, I don't fucking buy this shit. And it was the first time I was like out on my own, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, the nature of socialization, the way, the way that like, uh, our tribes define us, you know, like early on like, and until you have an opportunity to be outside of what that experience is, you have no idea that that is, there are other options. Right. You know, when, you, when you're in that, when you're being raised as a Baptist pastor's son, or, you know, you go to church every day with Catholic parents, not every day, every week, like I did, or if you uh, grow up and you watch a ton of Batman movies, you know, like, they're, like everybody is socialized to, you know, this is good. This is bad. Enjoy this. Like this is this brings joy. This this is not something that we're into. Right. Um, and the way that humans are are kind of shaped in that way is fascinating. And it, the wild thing is, like that's the case for every fucking person you meet. Like every person has, and and like, and uh, we we like it's easy to think that people understand where we're coming from when we try to communicate one on one with somebody. But everybody comes with Come so many so layers. Much, yeah, and that's that like, we speak a, like the same language. Right. Right. Like you understand for the most part what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Beyond that, 
like where I'm actually coming from and like my psychology. I mean, you're getting to know. You're, right. We're getting to know know each other over time. But and just and, and programming and and it, the 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 big turning point in my life, like literally, like well, part of that my experience in Thailand was this idea of of. Uh, I started to uh, see everyone in a sense where I, when I would see someone, uh, and this, this isn't across the board, but I, I, I began to feel grace in a way where if I felt a weird feeling towards someone, I would try to think about everything I know about them and how I don't know shit. Mm. <laughs> I don't know shit about where they came from. True. And it's like, who am I to to say anything about, you know, you you fuck up and you, you can fuck up in, in ro- like, royally and, like, do some really fucked up shit and there has to be consequences. But a lot of people fuck up and they, and they really don't know any better or they're just playing out um, something that they've been given to to deal with, you know? Yeah. And Some, so something that was thrust upon them, they didn't have a choice as, as to whether or not to an abusive parent or, or yeah, exactly, like, yeah. like a home situation that was like not good, where they like, right. didn't receive education or you know, and they're coming at you from that angle. Yeah, and if you just like you, someone walks into your life and suddenly they're not aware of your social boundaries and they're coming at you kind of heated, and you're like, yeah. fuck this person. But if you take a second, like zoom back, where where are they coming from? Oh, they don't yeah. have any social skills because they grew up in a family with like a right a and, drug addict but, parent, right? And, they, it, and then you you peel back layers, and it's not like you're trying to pry, but you peel you peel back layers, or you get to know someone. And you're like, for me, I'm like, fuck, I'm blessed, dude. Fuck, yeah. I'm I'm so fucking blessed. And I, I can talk all day about how, like, oh, it's so hard for me. Come, I was a pastor, can I break out all this shit? Like, what I was just talking about. But I don't I don't know shit about what a lot of people have been through. And when you, I get to know about it, I'm just, I'm blown away. And it makes my capacity to love so much bigger. Uh, when I, when I, when I like, think about that the, shit. The, the recognition that we were given such a blessed life. Yeah. Should expand our capacity to appreciate and understand what other people are going through or, or, or be open to it like right because we had it so easy we should be able to be like yeah you got a lot of leeway <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could, yeah you could become real hot at me right yeah. now like you got space because like yeah like fuck dude yeah it, yeah i mean it's yeah it's across the board like most of us have some fucking issues from the from from the background and but that's why you know it it also makes you um you know now we're getting older and like there's people in our lives that have everyone has the has the things but you know we we all got to start being active and and combating that shit a little bit you know what do you mean just uh i can i can talk all day about yeah you know like you know i got i, I feel like you know, religion, you know, fucked with me for so long and all this sh- But, like, you got to be, a, you, if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. And that's one thing that we were talking about today, even about the the present situation, just about how we don't have, like, a hero or someone mm-hmm. being active. Or, In the or, current 
Right, so or even so... us being active in, or in, well, I guess, as I digress, firsthand, I want to be more present and I want to be more uh, active about being better instead of just being aware of it. I've I've I gained mean, the awareness. As, as your house man, I'd say that you have been incredibly present. Like you, you've been communicative about what you're going through. Yeah. Which I think is a, a part of it. You know, like say, the other night, for example, um, a musician that you really cared about died. Yeah. What was his name? John Prime. John Prime. John Prime. Well, you really cared a lot about him. You had you had a lot of. Like history with that guy. Yeah. And I, I'm unfamiliar with his music, but you, you came into the house and you said, guys, John Prime just died. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but you're like, yeah, well, uh, I'm pretty torn up about it and I'm probably <laughs> going to cry. I'm probably going to drink a beer and I'm going to listen to some of his music. And you put it on and, and like, that, you know, maybe on like a, a, gr- a bigger scale, we're not going out and organizing large groups of people, but like, I think, there, there is something to be said for being present in your own social circle, yeah. whether it be your family, with your children, with your spouse, with your uh, in-laws, yeah. you know, like, where you're not reacting out of, like, I'm fucking, you know, stressed out and hungry right now, so I'm going to snap at you, be right. like, <sighs> yeah. I've had a really long day, and there's a lot going on right now, like, we're in close quarters. Yeah. I'm can I I want to have this conversation with you that's challenging, but I need to go in the other room for the, like a minute. Yeah. I want to take a shower. Yeah. And we can talk about this. Like there's there's different ways to respond to stressful situations that I would imagine a lot of fucking people are dealing with right now. Right. And it's easy to say for us sitting on a couch with no children inside. Right. You yeah. know, like I can I I have six siblings, all of whom have children now. Everybody has, like, from my, my oldest sibling has three boys. Then there's a, a like, dude, you're all like, the way down. Like, the, I dude, have 11 nieces You're Uncle nephews. Dave, I am bro. Uncle Dave. You're Uncle Dave. To the dude, 11th power. Yeah. Dude, you're the, dude, you're Uncle Dave. But I'm not doing anything. <laughs> dude, I'm sitting, and not to take away from this moment, but I'm sitting, but, I'm sitting on a couch outside a house in the woods with my buddy, drinking a glass of wine and recording a podcast. My siblings are taking care of young souls entering the world. We're blessed, bro. We're blessed. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm saying I'm super grateful for it, but like, yeah. holy it's, shit! That, yeah, the perspective, shit, man. Yeah, it's wild, holy dude. Holy shit! Because yeah, man, if I if I wasn't if I wasn't daddy right now, uh, well, I'm a daddy, but. You're a dear dog, <laughs> dog or daddy. <laughs> no, but it, it would be everything would be different. But yeah, we're so, yeah. Anybody that is uh, raising children right now, shout out, respect, cheers to you, clink clink. Cheers to you. You guys are killing yeah. it. Hopefully, you're not actually killing your killing your children, but like, it'll be fun. If, Just, if you want to, like, uh, schedule a video call with me and Cody, we can be entertaining for, like, maybe 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. We'll, we'll like, dance around on the camera, like, do, you know, do, a, like, a, I don't know, what could we offer? A drawing, a drawing uh, class. We'll do a drawing yeah. class for 20 minutes. We'll probably cuss a couple times, though. There might be some swear words. But, uh, yeah, no, you'll be all right. It'll be fun. This actually, uh, 
to to totally uh, hard right turn. Yeah. Well, not again. Maybe it's more of like a a soft, squiggly a soft turn. Yeah. But I feel like this moment in human history is presenting us all with like this opportunity to decide how we want to come out of this. Yeah, you know that's crazy because I was on the I, I was doing vibe checks the other day. Right. Yeah, you're on the phone. from this you're, couch. You're calling yeah. people. You're you're getting yeah, really you're dude. drinking beers and calling dude, people. Dude, so a couple so a couple things that my my friends actually know me by is that I always call people because I don't like texting that much at all. Hmm. But I like to just. I I miss the you know people don't pick up their phone anymore. And I just <laughs> you ever get the I just they, they don't pick up and they text you what's up. I hate like, that. yeah just fucking pick up your phone dude. Like, I, you I, I don't want to talk right now. Oh Hit man, I just want to hear your voice. I just want like you can't get anything accomplished with fucking text messages anymore. And I like I mean right. other than like simple shit. Yeah, look at dating. But like so <laughs> last year I started this thing where on uh, I actually did it on Father's Day, Mother's Day very important. But on Father's Day, I knew a few of friends of mine who were fathers, young fathers. I was like, I wonder who's, like, calling them on Father's Day, you mm. know? So I called all my young father friends, Trav, fucking uh, uh, Kenny, and uh, fucking Matt, and other Matt. And I, call, and I was like, what, dude, and me and my buddy Matt had a crazy conversation on Father's Day. I was like, hey, man. I just want to wish you a happy Father's Day, because I, th- I, I, for some reason was I was like drinking that day, and I was just like, man, it's Father's Day. I was like thinking about the fathers in my life that mean a lot to me, other than of course my father, but that maybe aren't. Uh... I don't. Father's Day isn't really th- that. Uh... Father's Day is really it's special. Emphasized. It's not it's, very it, emphasized, which is yeah. interesting because Mother's yeah. Day is like. Feels like it's this is a shit. Significant. Which totally deserving, yeah. I'm not saying but, it's not. Right. But like, right. Five, like both played a part. Yeah, that's what. Well, and, that's what I was drinking that day, and I had this. Like that's why I was like sitting outside, and I was like, I had this epiphany of like, it's fucking Father's Day. Like, yeah. What? Why am I not like, you know, yeah. calling fathers? So I call, I started just calling them, drunk as fuck. And I was drinking Miller Lights, and it's like we got home. And you had a, a bunch of beers lined up by the couch. Yeah, You're like, I'm vibe checking. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, getting into that. Yeah. But so that's where it started. And then the other day, I was like. I was like gonna do some work, and I was like, I want to vibe check. I want, I want. I have some friends that I know are like in quarantine. I want to see what's up. So I started just calling, and I would be like, I'd be like, Hey, it's Dogger. This is a vibe check. How are we doing? I started like seven conversations that way, and they're like, Oh, hey, you know, like, yeah. and and it, it led to some really. That's like having really, your mask off. You're taking like your your facial mask. Off yeah. And you're like, yeah. What's going on? Hey. Yeah. That's how, cool. How we doing? No, that's good, yeah. man. I, I, I mean, I guess that's probably one of the reasons why uh, the the vibe vibe attraction tribe deal, like like you and I have found our our way into each other's circles, is like yeah. kind of similar mentality of like we we want to yeah. bring out the best vibe and check, vibe check <laughs> for everybody listening. Hey, for all you, uh, I, ho- I hope everybody listening has at least if you if you listen if you've made it. An hour and twenty six minutes plus uh, like a like a little ad break and and you're fucking still listening. If you haven't smiled yet, what, what's something that's gonna make him smile? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, something oh, that makes you smile. Do, uh, Let's Rob, t- Rob's fucking taking Jack for a car ride. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good one. That's Go ahead. Funny. I yeah. don't know. So. <laughs>
my dog Jack lives here with us. And we get back. I, I got back from work today, and my housemate Rob said, "Oh, dude, I gotta tell you, man, this is. You know, I feel like I should say this for Rob to tell the story." That's so, fine. I'm gonna say this for I'm Rob. To think Rob of... I, actually, Rob's probably gonna be the next person on the podcast. So yeah, I'll tell wait you. Wait for that. Rob's. I'll save it for him. You got something? Well, I'm trying to think of like a really embarrassing story, dude. Okay, I gotta go on. One time. <laughs> uh, one time when I was in high school. My, uh, it's actually the year that my big brother was a senior. I was a freshman, and Casey. Your youngest brother. Yeah, he was in junior high. So we were all in the same building. All right. For a hunting school. Was that? No. Hunting school? No, no, no. For just normal school. Normal school. Normal school. All right. But one day, I woke up. I woke up out of a crazy sleep. From the most putrid smell I have ever smelled in my entire life. I swear to God, dude. It woke me up. It, it was woke that bad. me the up. The smell was that bad. It was so I literally woke up and was like like it was like I thought I was being gassed or something. Right, yeah. And so I wake up and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then <laughs> I hear my big brother Kyle just yell, Scout's been sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> Our dog Scout. Yeah. The black lab, he had been sp- my parents. So they, my mom would wake up. She lets Scout out. He does his thing. She goes and wakes all of us up. She comes back down. Let Scout in. All right. Scout goes out. Scout comes back in. He so Scout. Uh, he was kind of a grumpy dog, but every morning, he when my mom would wake everyone up, Scout would come in and he would like. See all of us he'd brothers. Come, he'd come check you out. Yeah, every right. morning. So right. he would, Scott would come to my room. He'd go to Casey's room and go to Kyle's room. And then, so that morning, Scout came in. He had been sprayed by a skunk, oh. and it was bad. So oh, dude, skunk skunk smell is <laughs> awful, dude. It's it, like, it, yeah, it's probably the worst thing I've ever smelled. It was it was cr- it was bad, man. It's crazy. Like stinky tofu. You ever smell stinky tofu? Yeah, bro. This <laughs> this. So bad. But this shit made me want to like punch a wall. <laughs> it was so bad. And so I so everyone wakes up, and I was like I was like holy shit. And so my parents get the get the dog out of the house, and then everything's back to normal. But it's still like, you know, kind of crazy. And then we we all went to school. <laughs> that that morning. <laughs> <laughs> after after being with skunk smell, yeah. Oh my god! So get this, dude. I'm in, I'm in I'm in first hour. It's algebra two, baby. We're in first hour, algebra two. Mrs. McGee, Mrs. McGee. Not <laughs> even a real name. Mrs. McGee, dude. I always said that if I started a band, her name, her full name was Belinda McGee. I always start if I always said if I started a band, I would call it Belinda McGee. Belinda McGee and the Spiders. Belinda McGee. Dude, just Bel- like Leonard Skinner, Belinda McGee. Dude, she was such a bitch, but she was really in a, in like a cool way. No, she's kind of a hard ass. She was like <laughs> kind of actually a bitch, but <laughs> low key. Low, low but key, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm in. So I'm in the back of the class. I'm sitting there. We're grading each other's homework. Someone next to me goes, "Man, it smells like a skunk in here," and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like no one, no one, no one ever says that. Like someone just farted or something, you know. And then, and then someone next to me is like, "What is that smell?" And then, 
Lindsay Mari comes up and she's grading my homework. She's like, Lindsay, fucking Lindsay Mari, man. She's like, man, it smells cr- like really bad back here. And then the whole class, the whole class, it's like domino effect. And the whole class is like, oh my God, like what is the smell? <laughs> and so I, so I fucking, I'm a freshman in high school, dude. I march up to Mrs. McGee. Mrs. McGee's at her little, she has a little podium. And I go, hey, Mrs. McGee. And she's like, hey. And I was like, you know that skunk smell? <laughs> I swear to God, this is exactly how I said it. She's like, you know how, you know how like, it smells like skunk in here? She's like, yeah. And I was like, I think that's me. <laughs> and she's like, she, dude, the look on her face, she's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, my dog got sprayed by a skunk this morning, and I, I think I should just go to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, so dude this is the best part I come I, I, so she's like she literally like was so distraught she's just like she's such a hard ass she like would never let anyone go to the office she's just like yeah you should go <laughs> I get my backpack I fucking bust out of the room dude my big brother Kyle is walking down the hallway as I walk out of the room he goes he looks at me and goes I know we're going home <laughs> walking down the hallway and I'm still like I still don't totally believe what's going on and Kyle just looks at me he's like I know we're going home <laughs> and we go in the office we sign out and all the secretaries are just like everyone's like looking at us I'm like holy shit this is a nightmare from hell dude it's crazy that the dog getting sprayed made you <laughs> smell like that. dude it, like the whole like like shout out to the skunks dude yes skunks. dude the fucking OG sprayers, man. Skunk stocks. Oh, dude, I wish... I wish... I wish I could emit a smell that fucking potent. <laughs> so we... Well, <laughs> what would your scent do, though? Like, what? Like, you gotta be careful wishing that kind of It'd stuff. It'd just like, be it's straight lilacs, man. Lilacs. Lilacs. Dude. Yeah, dude. Because, like, people for anywhere around you would smell yeah, lilacs. Everyone just starts making out. Every time I, oh. Every time I fart. Lilacs make people make every out? Every time I fart, dude, it's just like... No, maybe, huh. maybe like it's gonna work out. This relationship's gonna work out. People. A bit, a little bit of lilac, with a okay lilac with a little bit of opium. No, uh, pit, just straight so, up armpit. So you're saying like uh, Trader Joe's quarantine line? Dude, this is my like thought. Flowers with natural um, body odor. Body odor. Everyone would fuck. Everyone fuck. Those natural pheromones. Pheromones. Yeah. Yeah, that shit works, dude. You know what's funny is uh, as as the summer starts opening up at the store, our managers remind us. They're like, so you guys know it's getting hotter out there. We're going to get a little bit more potent smells in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, be aware of the Do way you that you respond, you respond to people coming in because, like, you're, you're, you're getting people coming in uh, in all we, kinds of shape. We did this thing. <laughs> I, I like that. We did this thing on the farm, uh, the pot farm. <laughs> we, yeah, which is, like, actually one of the stories that we, like, I, I don't even know if we have, we, we don't have, but continue. Okay, so, yeah. Doc. Uh, yeah, on, the, doc, on doc. the pot farm. Keep going. We would, where was this? This is in Oregon. Oregon. This is. I will give you no other you? coordinates. How, <laughs> how old were you? I was. Uh, fuck. I was twenty-one. And you went with your younger brother, Casey. Yes. He was like eighteen. He was eighteen. Yeah. Um. 
we told our parents it was an organic farm. This is 2000, <laughs> 2020. So this <laughs> is back in 2014. I literally took off with my little brother across country. I told my parents it was an organic vegetable farm. I mean, you're not wrong. It, you know, uh, yeah. White lies, you know? Yeah. God, I hope, yeah. I don't think I ever, I don't think my parents, I actually don't think I ever told them that it was a pop farm. I hope they listen. What are your parents' names? Sean and Doug. Sean yeah. and Doug. If you guys have made it this far into the podcast, I'm Dave. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. And, uh, yeah. I can't wait to meet you. It's Easter weekend. Just fucking relax. Christ is risen. So, <laughs> hey mom, mom, if you've also listened this far, which I hope that, I hope that you have, I, I'm just I I'm so honored that you you've can, you've trusted me enough to stay this long in the podcast. Yeah, and you'll like, you'll like me more in person. Well, but I I think not only no, I think I I think you probably already like if you've listened this long, you probably already like Cody because I think he's got an important message. Which is just like the the heart of Jesus Christ, to fucking love everybody. Yeah, and that's he, it. He was a radical. He was a, he was a radical. He was a radical. He hung out with prostitutes. Straight up, and we basically hang out with prostitutes. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Oh man, we're getting a delivery, dude. <laughs> we're saying, <laughs> uh, oh, we're gonna God. we're gonna pause. We're gonna pause here for a second. This is a hilarious thing to set up on. Who is that? He's just, it's, it's a delivery truck. It's DHL. Right? That's delivery. This guy's like, what's going on right Dude, now? Dude, do you, do you know who that is? I hope he drops something off. I hope he drops something oh, off. Oh, he's about Wait. to... Th- oh, my God. He almost hit the fucking wall. Right. He's doing it. He's going... For- so, a, a yellow DHL van just came rolling down our driveway. Dude, this is international delivery at DHL. What? You know what? He said it to the right side corner. 317? 317. Oh, yeah. 317. Oh, yeah. Is that in here? No, no. This, this is all uh, drive this way. Same if you go up one, then make a right. Next one. Yeah. Wrong house. Yeah, we were, we were definitely not six feet apart. I was in that guy's face. Dude, if you Damn, had coronavirus. Damn, what is he doing? Did that. Well, no, that's happened before, though. We've had delivery trucks come down this driveway. and like, No, they, dude. That's. Uh, I think that he's with the cartel, bro. I think he's with the cartel. He's coming for the, the drugs? Dude, I bet there's I bet there's fucking I bet there's fucking fifty kilos in there, man. <laughs> You're being racist right now. That guy was just because of his skin, Cody. It's DHL, dude. I don't know anything about DHL, so that's only international delivery. Oh. DHL is international delivery, yeah. We should have told him it was like, oh yeah. That's what I'm that's, saying. Oh, that's it. That's it. Just yeah. drop it. Drop it right there. And see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude. All no, right. We don't. That's how you get in the Ozark situation, dude. That's how we get like they're like, oh you. Okay, wanna, what you, would you, you do they, though, they Dave? Show, they show up and they're like, dude. No, I thought about this. What would you do? So Ozark situation. So, dude, my brother was telling me that the cartel will. <laughs> fuck, I, I'm being recorded right now. The cartel will sometimes. Put, they will use people's suitcases to ship drugs. Whoa! So they'll put they'll put uh, kilos in like someone's suitcase because they have someone in the airport that does it. They will ship drugs through a suitcase to another city. Then someone will take the drugs out before it. So you you could have had 
kilos of cocaine in your suitcase, but never know it. Because they, they ship it and they take it out before they you get there. They have someone planted in the airport that handles yes, things. But there's people that have gone to their hotels straight up. Gone to their hotels, unzipped their oh, suitcase, fucking like, kilos of cocaine. What do you do? And that's my question, Dave. What because you, what, I have what thought... What kind of person Dude, would you when I heard about this, I thought... Dude, I, I had like a... I sat and just... It was like I was looking at the moon. I was just like, what would I do? What would you do if you, you got to your hotel in uh, Singapore and you open your fucking suitcase? Well, here's the thing. Nice I'd hotel. be a lot more afraid if I think if I was in a different country. But here's what I've thought that if if that happened to me here, you would do some. Well, and yeah. The, and well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. You'd do a lot of it <laughs> and then flush the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, that we're kidding, moms. Yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah, that's for another time. But here's what I would do. Is that, okay, at first I was like, I probably should just give it up. I want, I want, like, I want the cartel after me. But right. this, but then I thought, if I just had it, and they had a, and they were like, they showed up to my door, and they were like, yo, you have our cocaine. And I was like, yep, I do. And I just gave it to them, mm. no hard feelings. Right? Yo. Right? Yeah. You, you guys him. put this in my suitcase. Yeah. I came home. It was You remember in my that suitcase. movie? You remember that movie uh, um, with the dude that finds all the, co- the, the cocaine and cash in the desert? What's it called? Come on. The dude shoots the, the people. Breaking with the, Bad? No. He shoots the people with the cattle. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we were uh, ma- No Country for Old no Men. No Country for Old Men. That, so, Was that cocaine? Uh, I think so. Man. I think it was cocaine. People go hard for that. Hell of a drug. Yeah, hell of a drug. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't know. But man, <laughs> it seems like it. It seems like it's really hard thing. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard a lot. Hard of thing that. to kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so here's what I thought I would do. <laughs> if we're getting down to it, I think, man, I, man, I'm recording all this, so everyone's gonna know now. But I think that I would sit on it. I would sit on it for a year. And not touch it. I would take it somewhere that only I knew. I'd bury it. And I'd sit on it. So if anyone in the in 365 days from the time I got it, if they hit me up, I'd be like, yep. Here's all yeah, it's all yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. Maybe it's a couple, two or three grams short. You know, don't ask me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Packaging costs. Yeah, <laughs> but but then I would, you know give it to him. But if I made it past a year, I'd fucking sell that shit and fucking get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, come on. I think that's noble. So let's. I would give thirty percent to charity. Yeah, also, well, yeah. I would give thirty percent to charity. And another little bit <laughs> would go to findyourcult.com. Yeah. yeah also. Um, I'd probably start my own cult, to be honest. Moneymaker. Yeah. Until you start giving people guns and they freak out. But it's out. a cool cult. Have you ever imagined like a, like a uh, cool cult? A cool cult? I think they're <laughs> yeah. all cool. Uh, that's, the, that's, a, that's a draw, right? All right. Um, back to you and Casey at a farm with Uncle Bud. Is that his name? No. Uh, something like that. Some un- Uncle Buff? Yeah, we're doing Uncle, Uncle Big Daddy Steez. 
Uncle, Uncle, uh, big, big buff Buffalo. Dude, Buffalo. That was the name of our tuk-tuk driver in uh, Cambodia. That took Rob, us. Rob told me about this. Yeah, Buffalo. I have him yeah. in my phone. I have his number. We, we could call him right now, but we won't. But, yeah, uh, back to the farm. Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty wild experience. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't know I was walking into there. Which I appreciate about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life's, life's weird, man. And, and life's a trip. You know, that's the name of the podcast. Plug. Which, um, isn't it though? Like how weird, how, how strange is it? Like, and I'm, I'm so happy to be recording again with you. Yeah. Uh, just, just putting, well, having these conversations. Let's, yeah, is, let's go, important, man. let's go through this. All right, Dave. What is, uh, what do you think is the best case scenario three months from now we come out of this? Best case scenario we come out of this, uh, I think that humanity rises up and acts in accordance to the best practices that have been put forward through the, like, the professionals. And through that, I think... Uh, the wave, the wave kind of passes us. Like there, yeah, there, there, there are inevitably there already are, there already have been a yeah. lot of deaths. Like there, right. there's going to be people that get swept up in the wave of death yeah. that is passing over us. Yeah. Um, but through this, I I would love to see. Uh, once the wave has passed over us, people returning to not life as we know it. I, I don't want it to be life as we know it. I want people to return to a new form of yeah. being where they're like, they're, I hope it's they're more shit. present and right. they're like ap- appreciative. And I would love to see it lasting where they're like, but what does that, like, what does that look like? You know, what, what does a even subtle awareness, you know, look at like, look like, look like for, uh, for people to come out of this. I think, I think right now, like this this moment in time, I think is like teaching a lot of like it's it's like this this moment this space that has opened up for like so many people for everybody basically, that's shifted what their normal like day to day life looks like. I think is going to be an opportunity to settle into new routines, and I think as as with any time. For humans, I think there are going to be people that come out of this that are, are like they have really leaned into becoming their best selves and are exercising and eating well and spending time with like quality time with the people that they love and bettering themselves and learning new skills and fucking making art. And then I think there's going to be people that come out of this that are like have have just holed up and eaten all the easiest meals that they could possibly eat. And there's gonna be everything in between. I mean, yeah. hu- <laughs> if if humanity has shown anything, that it's that like, it's Wait. always the full spectrum. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I was I was walking. Uh, there's there's, because we're doing less business at the store, 
there's less to do during the day. And so they're like, listen, just go, go like pick up tr- trash around the store for an hour out in the sun. So I'm like out there listening to a podcast. I was listening to Dune, the nice. audio book. Yeah, yeah. Great. If you guys haven't listened to the story or read the book, great book. Um, but I was listening to Dune. it and picking up, picking up cigarette butts. And the thought struck me that like, how how we come out of this is is up to us yeah you know like we're not sure what what's going to happen but like the the way that we treat ourselves and those around us and our bodies during this time is like this is this is our fucking opportunity to embody the shit that we talk about yeah and like what would you do if you had six months off hey cody klein you know like right. And that's not to say that, like, oh, I'm going to work out really fucking hard, and I'm going to start a business, and I'm going to write a book. It's like, how are you going to be with people? Yeah, yeah, Are you going to enjoy yourself? Yeah. Are you going to relax? Are you going to rest? Are you going to, like, still take care right. of your body? How are you going to with, deal with fear and emotion, all sorts of shit? Yeah. This is, I mean, it's a, it's unprecedented, like I've said before. Like, this is an opportunity for all of us to determine the tra- trajectory of who we want to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, like I, c- I can choose the direction in which I want to move. Right. And, and even by sitting on the couch and watching movies, and no judgment on that if you want to do that, but you are setting a trajectory that will be more challenging to change. Like if, right. How, how, do you wa- how do you want to behave? How do you want to be... Kind of foods do you want to eat? What, what, what do you want to do with yourself in this time? This is a great opportunity. Yeah, you talk about like uh, you know, in like even in music, when there's like an epic pause, where it's like it's like a build up, build up, build up, and then it's fucking and then it's fucking break. Yeah, fucking bass drop, but also like also in like in jazz, there's a fucking build up with the fucking drums and like boom. It feel and that um, that pause can feel like that pause makes the whole signature so good, you know. Yeah. This this is the pause, baby. Mm. Every everything oh. everything's pausing. Every it's like all right, this is this crazy. There's a, been a drum roll and a fucking crazy little signature going on for so long. Everyone's like, <laughs> ah. and now it's like, boom. Yeah, they hit the hi hat. And now it's like, ah. Fuck! Like, what, what, how, right, how long can you wait? Where are we gonna? What, what are we gonna do now? Yeah. yeah. Are we gonna fucking let that bass uh, drop, baby? Yeah. You know? Are we gonna fucking do a little? Or are we gonna fucking be like, boom, boom, boom? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're gonna let it die? No. No, we're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna fucking do it. Yeah, humans, humans do all right. But it is an epic pause. This is a probably the greatest one that I've experienced so far. In my life. Yeah. It's tough, uh, you know, because, uh, like, a lot, there's, there is pe- people dying, and, and some people really, uh, I mean, I, I, when John Prine died, then I, I hey, you you hit up. I cried for quite a bit. You could. I, yeah. I, I, I love the, f- I mean, I appreciate, I wasn't happy to see you sad, but I was like, I appreciated the fact that you were comfortable sharing your emotions in that way. Like that, that, yeah, that, that's but it's that's like putting your best face forward. Like you, you're not you're not trying to hide. Like I'm good, guys. 
So no, you came, you, you came in. You're like, yo, John Prondor. This happened. It makes me really sad. I'm, I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna cry through it. Do play some music. When, when fucking Mac Miller died, I fucking lost my shit. And like at a dinner table, with people I really, really wanted to impress. <laughs> I was like, someone was like, yo, Mac Miller just died. And for some reason, I, I, I just hit you, dude. I was a wreck, man. And I left. I just, I was like, I gotta go. Shit. But like, but but I think that like amidst all the like really, there's like some really terrible shit happening. I um, I don't want to be naive in me saying this in the sense of, uh, but I want to say this in like a sense of op- optimism and hopefulness. I think I think hope is is so fucking important. Not in just this time, but I think in 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 every time of life. Hope, hope gives you, a, you know, fucking, hope is wonder, hope is, you know, hope is like, hope is something that's like, you just want something that's not uh, already formed yet, and even in your mind, you just want it to happen, something that's good, and it get, it's, it's more uh, creative, but to be hope right now is, is fucking beautiful, yeah. And I think that it's really important. And I think that, uh, I guess, I think that this is a really good thing at the end of the day. Uh, what's all going on? I, and I'm, I'm talking from a very blessed point of view and untouched point of view. But I, um, if everyone's shook, and I think that being shook is really good. It's like the people that have saw death face to face and have lived and how their lives are so much different. You know, you can look up on the internet so many different stories. Near death experience. Yeah. Even going down the tunnel and all this fucking crazy shit. It's like, uh, we, uh, we, we should be shook a few times in our lifetime. You know, my, um, my freshman year, not my junior year in college, I got a phone call from my oldest brother, which is unusual because he's like several years older than me and he just doesn't call me much. And he told me that my dad had been di- diagnosed with bone marrow cancer. Damn. And I remember coming back in the dorm room and telling my friends, like, yeah, my, da- my dad just got diagnosed with bone marrow cancer. It's in his chest and his spine. And they're like, all right, what do you, like, what do you want to, like, we're going to go watch the OC. You want to come? And I was like, all right, cool. And I got in the car and we watched the OC. And he's been cancer-free for 15 years. We talked on the phone the other day. Yeah. But there was a moment while I was in college or a little bit after where my dad was going through chemo and he looked like a turtle. He was like this little shrunken version of a human being. And we all thought he was going to die. That was it. Like, it was on the edge. But, like, every time we talked, I was like, I love you. And we meant it. You know, like, I fucking, I love you. You know what I mean? And and that immediacy, that, like, being on the brink of it, like, like you're you're on the edge. It's not like, oh, we're going to die someday. Like, I, I, yeah, I know, humans die. Yeah, it's cool. I'm over it. It's like. My my dad was gonna die, yeah. and I saw him. His hair was gone. I'd never seen my father without a beard, 
and he was barefaced, no eyebrows. He's a turtle, little turtle, little shrunken turtle. And <clears throat> we thought he was going to die, and my mom thought he was going to die, and he thought he was going to die. And I've had conversations with them where they talk to God, and my mom told God that she was okay with letting him go if that's what it was. Yeah. And my dad came back from that. I mean, he's healthy. He's got a full head of hair. He's got a beard. Dude, that's so He's sick. still working, dude. They're, my parents are holed up in their house in Michigan. Just like, they've Let got, it. they've got, yeah, they're, they're good. They've got a garden in the backyard that's like thriving. <laughs> that's you know so what I'm cool. saying? Like, yeah. we, nobody knows. Nobody knows. We go to the edge, the edge, and like, all that we can do is just give it up and say, I don't know. I don't I don't know what what's going to happen next but like I I love you. Yeah. I love you and I'm I'm glad that we have this moment. And and then and then <laughs> let it go. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. So, and that's it. That's it. And that's kind Co- of Cody, <laughs> thanks thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fist bump. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll, oh hand clasp. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love you. I'm I'm glad to be living with you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks thanks for having me and yeah, yeah. Strong showing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we'll do this again. I look forward to it. It's fucking great. Lysa Trip Podcast. Episode I don't even know what number. Thank you. Peace. Bye.